Welcome to another episode of Driving to the Race with your favorite hosts, Inelia and Larry. Yay! We did great that time. I'm very happy with it. Yep, I'm getting getter. You getting getter? Getter. Getter? It's like gooder and better. Getter? Oh, got it. Yeah. (laughs) Got it, got it. (laughs) (laughs) What's been on your mind, honey? Well, I think that we should talk about the Instant Manifestation Workshop at Ibens Academy because you just finished the very last lab for the offering, the latest offering, right, um, of the workshop. And um, it's been really fascinating journey, hasn't it? Because, well, in my opinion, <laughs> each group seems to start... Uh, the, the, each group seems to improve the one that came before like yeah building on the backs of giants that kind of thing but also making the giants bigger oh bringing the giants with them yeah wow that's interesting i think you're right i think you're completely right spontaneously both groups the original the very first group and the new group or spontaneously started talking about and manifesting the same items. Yeah, that's quite hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What was interesting to me too, right, is uh, the orig- the first um, instant manifestation workshop we had live in mm-hmm. person. And, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that was an intense 10, 12 days. Holy crap. Everything has to be packed. Yeah, it all smashed days. into like, 10 days, 10 which days, yeah. seems like a long time, but we just no, finished doing material. it for two months. Yeah. And it was cram-packed. Yep. Like, it was cram-packed to the degree that it was, like, difficult to be able to um, Complete. (laughs) (laughs) And we did it in 10 days, the first Uh go-around. And then with a two-month stretch, it's a lot more comfortable, very intense still. So intense, it's, like, overwhelming your life intense, you know, Mm -hmm. in a good way. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, the experience of bringing... Um, the last into the current and the current into the next and the, it seems like time kind of like smears a little bit. It kind of smears out. Mm-hmm. And the people that are here, this one, the people that gathered from the before, our, our prior, prior group had, uh, or has a, uh, chat still mm-hmm. yep. that we get together on. And one of the items that came up for them to manifest together came up exactly the same as the new group's item. The only item that everyone had um, consensus consensus on on immediately Mm -hmm. was the same item that the prior group had just decided to manifest Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a group. That was hilarious. And neither one is really talking to each other, so to speak. Yeah, there's no crossover. No crossover in that way. Apart from the facilitators, right? Right. The facilitators are in both. Right. But the facilitators facilitators didn't originate. They're not originating the ideas for her. No. No, Those ideas were spontaneously Mm -hmm. original thoughts, honey. Yeah. Original thoughts. (laughs) They had the same original thought. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. In consensus and unanimity. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure, there's uh, processes to go through in that unanimity. Everybody agrees, yes, let's do it, but not on the implementation or not with all the same blocks or the same firewalls or the same everyone has their own unique spin on how they interpret this thing to do and manifest together right. which is basically the one of the main points is uh understanding that yes exactly. that you bring a lot of different things to the table when you work as a group that you don't bring as an individual mm-hmm. including 
your um, firewalls, but also including your unique superpowers. Superpowers. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, accentuate the positive, and what's the word about the something about the negative? I think there's a song about that. I don't know. Yeah, I well. just say stop it, drop it. <laughs> okay, fine. Drop it, the negative, accentuate the positive. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. Yeah. It's not as good a rhyme as this real song, mm-hmm. but, you know, it'll do. In the past few chats, we've had quite a few chats uh, this week on live calls. And what I've been feeling, and also at the Shaman Shop, we always sit down, not always, but often, most days, once or twice a day, so we'll sit down in the kitchen table, everybody mm-hmm. who's here, visiting or staying or living here. And we'll have all these really interesting chats. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting chats that has been coming up, has been coming up, is something that I explore in the Return series, the second book, The Earth Files. Um, I've also explored it in other novels um, to some degree, but now it feels to be extremely relevant, especially with the energy that we are generating with the Instant Manifestation workshops. And it comes from the question of, have you ever wondered why I designed the course and the workshop? Why I bothered to do it, right? And I asked that question to to the group, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you ever wonder why I did this, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And a few individuals were spot on, right? Um, I think everybody got part of it, at least, mm-hmm. the why. And basically, it is to form extremely high-frequency groups that are independent, independent high-frequency groups that can then succeed. Because success does not come alone. It's not a lonely business like bathing. Success, you need good allies and good counsel. Without good allies and good counsel, you, I, there's no success because it's all about connection and people. And there is a, a false teaching on the planet that says if you get any help or any advice from somebody else, it's not real success. Right? Hmm. So I knew a couple of people growing up there was one uh, person who was a spiritual teacher, and I remember going, we were chatting together, we were friends, we hung out together, and and then she came up with something about, something that was disabling her, and I can't remember what the situation say, but let's say, for example, that it was a fear, the fear was debilitating her, mm-hmm. and I said, well, have you, why don't you use the fear processing exercise, it's in my website. And she said, oh, no, 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 I don't read it. Anybody, any other spiritual teacher's works because that might pollute my own. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, okay, Um, hmm. (laughs) how's that working out for you? (laughs) And the other situation was with a person who was an artist. Well, before you move on, how was Mm -hmm. that working out? Oh, it wasn't. Okay, (laughs) I think that needs to be said. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Good point. <laughs> <laughs> so why? Why doesn't that work out? Uh, because the we are in a human collective. Yeah. We don't function on our own. And this division and separation of skills or individuals is a Western mind's 
or and also the the the, the low frequency paradigms way to disempower individuals isolate disempower mm-hmm. yeah yeah that makes sense yeah the other example was an artist and this artist had they they had talent mm-hmm. but they didn't have much skill and i said why don't you take it was in england i was a kid why don't you take classes at the local community college this is where you can go, anybody can take classes at. And, um, art, you know, learn how to, the techniques in art, you know, just take art classes. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, because I don't want to be influenced by the teachers or any other people on my art. I want it to be pure. Yeah. That does remind me of, uh, your experience at uh, Juilliard or one of those places or another friend had the same experience they went there to be taught um, technique I think it was and they sent them away and said this isn't going to help you it was uh, um, impo- in sort of in putting in the the structure that existed before wasn't what you needed it's a little bit like the writing thing it's like Conforming to the way that everyone else writes isn't what's needed. Well, conforming, no. But it's like, in order to break grammatical rule, you need to know grammatical rules. Right? I don't know. I suppose. But I think that misses the most important thing, which you've taught me. Which is that it's, um, in the case of your writing, it is getting the original thought on paper. Mm-hmm. And putting well, it into the grammar part is sometimes people's their firewall, yeah. So there's no, like no. it's like a mix of things well, going on here. Here's I'm just the confused. Thing. They, that's all. Okay, they're mm, refusing to check out other people's work because it might influence yours. Is mm-hmm. one our energy, right? Yeah, Knowing that's... what you're doing and going for more expansion of that skill, and then realizing it being told, no, 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 that's this not good for you. That's something completely different. Yeah, right? it is. At least you went out and tried to get more skill, and then if the person says, "No, no, actually, your skill's better." Yeah, the you skill know, you, you bring is fine. Away. You need just keep that one. Yeah, and maybe go and do this other thing. You know, right? At least that's open to. Exactly, it's a different energy. At right, least right, you're right. getting allies, right? Right, I get you. Maybe not good counsel, <laughs> right away. <laughs> But, you know, it's like that. And I, I think I remember the incident is when I went to learn the Reiki. Mm. I went to, and Reiki, each level costs thousands and thousands of dollars, right? In my case, at the time, it was pesetas. I was in Spain. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think, and I'm pretty sure it was before the Euro. And um I went to this lady, and there's a couple of things, you know, it's like I really, I was really curious about it and I thought it was good because I could see the energies moving in people and I, it felt good to me. So I went over and she told me all about it and there's these little signs that they have that the guy who invented Reiki created for each level. Signs? And, yeah, little sigils. Sigil things? So yes. like you do with your hand? Yeah, but also you can put it right in, but yeah, you do it with your hand or the person and stuff. I see. And... um So we had our first thing, 
And I thought it was marvelous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was very happy with it. Um, she was an older lady and she was really good. Um, there was a red flag when I went in there. And the red flag was she was married to the guy who she had to make sure he wasn't home when she was teaching people Reiki. <laughs> right? That type of person. And he just happened to arrive when I was there. And she told me, don't tell him you're here for the Reiki, you know. Um, we'll just say that we're just friends or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know. Um, so that was a red flag. But when we finished the lesson, she was in an altered state, like really, really altered and she said to me, she said, you don't need to learn this stuff. She said, actually, you're way beyond any level that I can teach you, even the maxed, because she was maxed out on Reiki. She was a max master at it. Even the, that level, she said, because when I started doing the treatment and passing the energies and information and everything, I'm the one who got healed. And it was beyond anything that the levels in Reiki's can teach you. And she said, you're way beyond them, so here are all the signs. <laughs> all the levels, here they are. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> but you just told everyone. Oh, yeah, but nobody knows who she is. Okay. And um, and then somebody else who had also paid for the entire thing and had all the signs and everything, mm-hmm. uh, I was telling her the story, and she said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, did you keep them? And I said, no, I didn't. And she says, well, here they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Reiki wants you to have it. Yeah, so she, they gave me all the things. But yeah, so that in that instance, um, I was interested in the... Because the, I like to investigate things. I like to know whether they work, right? Right. You weren't afraid of being soiled by the no, data. You weren't afraid exactly. of being hijacked by information. Or or be stuck in a dogma or, or stuck in a like dogma that, right? because you can explore it Without from an those... empowered state exactly, anyway. Yeah. And I'm not egoic enough to think that I know it all or that I'm better than everybody else, you know. If they said that, that was their opinion. That was their opinion and they were their masters at it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so thanks, you know, I won't take the other classes because I I trusted the master. They knew what they were talking about. So I went on and learned other stuff. Um, I remember once, uh, yeah, so the, I went to a, an event in Sacramento. There was this guy, I can't remember his name now, but he's completely different. He's a different person now, literally looks extremely different hmm, really? than when I met him. When I met him, um, we were, the, there was about 50 people in the room and, um, it was quite extraordinary actually because his events usually get thousands of people. But it was a Sacramento thing that they did where they were, um, they had a, I don't know, the, 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 the state would pay for these teachers to come in for the people. Uh, it was really cool. I went to a lot of classes with that system. Because they were accessible. They used to bring people to the city so that the people in the city could go to them. Mm, cool. Right? That's one of the benefits of living in a city. Yeah, yeah, totally. You might as well take so advantage of it. So I was very it. excited. He was this uh, healer and I'd read his book 
and he was uh, originally a chiropractor and he didn't you know he was getting really extraordinary results and then he figured out through i can't remember how it happened but he figured out that there was these other healers in the in a different like entities dimensions coming oh, through yeah. right coming through him and healing the people on his table yep <laughs> i've seen that i've experienced that too yeah and it was extraordinary so i thought my goodness i really want to learn about this and he was there i was available so i went to the event and it's like i was shocked there was only 50 people there because it wasn't uh, well advertised right it was just came out in one little book you got once a month this little book and you every day you would look to see what classes were in the city right and then you could plan ahead on him mm-hmm. um and there was two ladies sitting next to me and we were in the class and his method said that he would pass this skill to his assistants and then his assistants would go around the room and touch people's hand, touch your hands and they would pass on the skill to you. Mm, handy. Yeah. Anyways, um, so with the lecture and as I was watching him, I could see that the tips of his fingers were deep blue. Mm. And I thought he'd broken a pen, right? In the stage, I thought he broke a pen and all his fingers got all that blue dye on them, right? Right. And I kept looking and looking and thinking, wow, did, did he not notice? Did nobody notice that his fingers are stained <laughs> by a pen, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody would care. So I thought, okay. Anyways, then his assistants went around and these two ladies were sitting next to me, chatting at it with each other all the time, you know? Um, and I could see that they were awake. They were very interesting ladies. And uh, every now and then, you know, they make me a comment to me and I would say something and they would laugh and giggle hmm. and then carry on talking among each other. And um, you could tell they were best mates, right? Right, right. And then the assistants came around to our row of people and I put my... You had to close your eyes and put your hands out. I put my hands out and the lady, the assistant touched me and I felt nothing. There was hmm. nothing there. I'm like, oh, that's that's disappointing. That's that's weird and disappointing, and and it just, yeah. I was like, oh, darn it, darn it. And then the ladies next to me, they they did the same, and she went on to the other la- the other people there. And um, when it was over, uh, the the assistants went back to the stage, and the lecture continued. And the ladies next to me, they said, we're going to leave now. We're leaving. Hmm. And and they said, and we suggest you do too. And I was like, oh, what's ha- what happened? What, what's going on here? And he says, well, you felt nothing, right? And I said, yeah, I didn't feel anything. But maybe, you know, maybe later it might come through. I said, no, it's not. Nothing's going to come through, lady. You know. And I'm like, what do you mean? He says, this is. There's nothing here. One of them says, actually, we're very, very sensitive. We're very, very psychic. Mm-hmm. The only person in this room who has real, powerful, way beyond, beyond skills, is you. You're the only person. I would, I would pay to go to your lecture. I said, well, what would I do? <laughs> he was like, I said, <laughs> I'm not a healer. Were, is this before you went public? Oh, yeah, way, way before. And, it's, and she, they said, you know, it's like, what, what, I'm not a healer. I said, I don't do that anymore. He says, exactly anymore, right? <laughs> he says, ah, you got me. 
And they say, well, when, if ever you, I'm going to go watch out for you if you do a lecture because I'm pretty sure we're going to get something on that one. But there's nobody here, here to that, there's, that we can learn from. There's nothing here. And I said, but, but I see the, well, what about him? You know, the healer says, oh yeah, he's got some skill, but it's not something he can pass along. But, you know, you lift a rock and there's 10 healers under there, so it's nothing special. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? I really like this guy, you know? Yeah. And I thought he was teaching really good and he was well presented and, and, uh, they said, so, you know, do you want to come with us? You know, like, let's leave. And I said, no, I'll stay. I, I'll just, you know, I just want to see if there's anything more. I want to, I'd see what everything and anything he has to teach, you know? Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, but we're telling you there's nothing here for you. And they, got their bag, handbags and left right and I'm like what just happened you know and I was looking at this guy and and I thought no 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 I'm sticking with it and maybe uh, if you know it's like when I talk to him one to one maybe we'll get more information or something you know because mm-hmm. his book was extraordinary Anyways, the event thing's finished and then he's doing like the greet, meet and greet at the end of it. And I go up to him and the first thing I was going to tell him is like, hey, you know, your, your fingers, you know, you must have broken a pen or something. And he, 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 he his hand went out to shake mine and there was no ink. Hmm. His fingers were normal color. I guess he washed them. No, he hadn't left the stage. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? And I think I made a comment and he laughs and he says, yeah, some people see the healing energy coming out of my fingers. And I was like, oh. Put in one and one together. Yeah. He's like, oh. That's what that is. That is, that's what that was. Anyways, I was still really happy with the lecture and everything. And I learned a few things, mm-hmm. right? Especially about holding a lecture, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also the way that he, actually was genuine he was truthful and he really really wanted to impart this knowledge and also the skill that was his 100% intent but I guess the the work the beings that he worked with didn't maybe agree with everybody receiving it or something I don't know I don't actually know it's a bit tricky that bit because you know a skill that you have and you can't pass on like, what's the point of teaching everybody if you can't even do it? Right, that's true. Kind of pointless, right. unless it was others, like you said, that maybe that skill could be passed on to, or maybe he mm-hmm. just is, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. That's one of the things when you uh, go searching for these educations and groups, is like, you're going to get something, maybe not all of it. Right, right. Some people but, are going to teach you so good, but others, man. Not so much. Not so much. Another time, when I wanted to learn, after I was asked to go public... Um, Before you go further. Okay. Can you do blue things on your fingers now? No. Honey, why? I tried to get blue ink on my fingers and it's never worked. Oh my never gosh. Never worked. No. Really? Yeah, I did. I tried. And do we have no way to get blue stuff on your fingers? No. Unless I break a pen and spill it all over my fingertips. Will that work? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's the same color. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we examine that... The blue things out of your fingers aren't actually necessary for the healing part. No. Because you can do healing without the blue part. Right. But the blue part for you was interesting. 
Yes, and it's fascinating. It showed it it drew your attention. So in a sense, his blue thing uh, come out of his fingers basically um, opened up a door for you to see and stay engaged and interested. Because otherwise, you might have just listened to those two ladies and just left. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, I would have. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because you didn't feel anything, and if you hadn't actually seen anything either, it's like, yeah, yes, why even stay here? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, it feels to me when I look at it, it's like that was for you to stay mm. and to engage and to watch how someone works on stage because that was before you went public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was more about how to be on stage in public. Right. So you don't usually send people out that you touched to go talk to everybody else. No, no. <laughs> uh-uh. that's not what you do. No, 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 no. Yeah, so interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, and sometimes you know. Like uh, the show we just watched last night. Which one? Oh, the wizard one. Oh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, right? <laughs> in the great. middle of the Doctor Strange. It's not about you. Yeah. Well, in this case, it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was about you. It wasn't about yeah, you. It totally was about you. How? Just training you. Oh, the public. For Harvey public. Yeah. Well, later on. Later on. Um, when it was like go public, and I'm like, how do the hell do you do that? I went to an event. Um, by that um, publishing. Tony Robbins? Or no, Hay House. Hay House Publishing. Yeah. And um, they had like 20 authors there, mm-hmm. um, a lot of which I loved. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'm going to go and learn from the best, you know, see what their lectures are like and their events are like, you know, these authors. And one of them, and unfortunately I don't remember her name, uh, she did, she, uh, she specializes in, um, previous life regressions. And she would do unmasked things. And her presence, uh, on the stage was fabulous. Hmm. She was a hundred percent there. I learned tons from her, not just about her presence, but also her methodology of regression was something that was very, very different to anything I had read. I had actually not heard of her and I'd just gone to her lecture because who, which had about 2,000 people, mm. um, because the one that I wanted to get into was full. So I couldn't get into the one, the author that I wanted to go see. Uh, I think it was actually Anna uh, Abrach, Brach, I can't remember her surname, the animal communicator, that's the one I wanted to go oh, to. Oh, Anna Brettenbach. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to her lecture, but that was stuffed full and I couldn't get in. So I went to the one next door, which was just after I came in and a couple more people, it was full. (laughs) So there was over 2,000 people in it. So she was well known, but I had never heard of her. And she was just fabulous. And I could see when when she was doing the, the regression thing and the exercises and she's smiling away and looking at the audience and she could work that audience so well, the whole audience, every single person in the audience got a session. <laughs> so somebody who can do a session with 2,000 2, people. 2,000 people, right. Right? That's skill. That is skill. That is skill. And I'm like totally blown away by the whole experience. It was marvelous. It was fantastic. And I loved it. And I learned so many skills from her, from how she approached individuals, how she approached the subject 
how she did the actual session, everything about it. I, of course, as on the way out, I bought all her books, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was marvelous. So it's not always that, you know, I go in and, oh, you're special and you can't learn anything from here. I've had experience and that's just one example, right? And I have another example. Um, I wanted to learn, um, how to paint in acrylic. Mm-hmm. I knew how to paint in oils, but acrylic is very different. But I wanted to learn acrylics because um, uh, the oil paintings uh, really get into my lungs. So it's a little bit unpleasant for me. I get an asthma thing when I'm painting. So I tried acrylics once and it was very, very e- easy for my lungs. Plus also they, they dry much faster. So you can do, you, it's a completely different technique. So I wanted to learn the techniques of painting with acrylics. So I, I was living in Madrid and I looked for, you know, the little ads, um, painting art, uh, in acrylics and whatever. Couldn't find anybody, but, uh, a few blocks away from where I worked, there was an ad for, um, just, you know, art classes, mm-hmm. art classes. So I thought, oh, great, art classes. So I called the guy and said, sure, sure, absolutely. I can teach you how to paint in acrylics. I do private classes. Here's my studio. Just come over. And I thought, brilliant. Mm. So I went over after work and he was there and he says, okay, so here's the thing. Before you learn acrylics, you're going to have to learn how to draw. (laughs) Okay. Because without learning, knowing how to draw, you're never going to be able to function with any other type of thing. Right. So did you ever learn how to draw? I said, well, when I was 16 in school, you know, I had some lessons on how to draw, but it's like, really? Okay. Well, right. So you're the, you're the master, you know, the teacher. So teach me. Yep. And, um, for the next month or two or three or four, maybe six, he taught me all about drawing, all the techniques and also charcoal. Mm -hmm. So we went from pencil to charcoal and he taught me all about charcoal and everything. And at the end of it, I had this beautiful, beautiful charcoal um drawing and i said okay so now i know how to draw would you agree and he said yes okay teach me how to do acrylic (laughs) he looks at me he says actually i don't know how to do acrylics i've never painted with acrylics and i can't teach you anything because i don't know it i said you bugger why did you tell me i came here to learn acrylics man (laughs) and he says well you know the starving artist thing says yeah yeah i've got that I needed a student, man. <laughs> I needed students, and I would say anything to get a student. But I knew you had talent the first day, and it's like you should continue drawing and charcoal. Then you know you can explore other materials and stuff. We can, I can teach you everything about drawing, everything, every style. I know it, and I can teach you everything. And and I thought, you bugger, you lied to me. I want acrylic, man. <laughs> and I walked out of there, and I never saw him again. But it's like, um, I learned a lot, right? Yeah. Not what I wanted to learn, which was the, the acrylic, but I learned a lot about drawing and art and everything, you know? Well, you so, know, charcoal is a bit of a detoxer, right? So maybe you need a little detoxin in your life more than you needed acrylics to get rid of <laughs> the oils. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way. But yeah, after each class, you know, you'd have all your hands covered in black, you know, mm-hmm. that you had to wash away. But yeah, there was charcoal in the air. 
Um, but, you know, he called me a few more times and I was nearly convinced to go back. Nearly. He nearly <laughs> convinced me to go back and be his student. But then I moved out of Madrid, so that was over. Um, but yeah, it's like, um, learning and being open to learning is, is extremely important in my opinion. And the group thing, why is it so important? Because we are a collective. We are a collective. We do not exist in isolation. We're first a collective and secondly, we're individuals. Right. That's, that's an interesting part. And before we go too far past the, uh, where we were, I'm sure everybody's in their mind questioning, okay, okay, that was very interesting. Who was the uh, writer of the regressions and the speaker? I'll figure it out. You haven't remembered. Because we've been reading about, we've been reading some regressions. We did last night even. Edith Edith Fiori. Well, well, I'll figure it out. I know I can find it in my email or something. I'll I'll figure it out. Yeah, because I'm interested in buying some of those books now. Yeah, because I don't have them no more. They're still in California, my books, so. Yeah, well, you'll have them again soon because mm-hmm. it's a topic. We've I know been she's at. part. Na- I know she's part Native American, mm-hmm. um, and I know that she works with her daughter now, who's following her in, in her steps. Mm-hmm. I know those things, but I can't for the life of me remember her name. It's okay. We'll find it. Okay, and we'll put it on uh, Talk with Me Now, probably. Yeah, Talk with Me Now, but also the the show notes. If we remember bef- by then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> But going back to the uh, the original talk about group dynamics, right? Right, and the human collective, and um, yeah, you you mentioned some stuff this week about that that was kind of insightful, interesting. Is how the the heart, the horse leading the cart, or the cart leading the horse type of a thing about uh, how the human collective functions, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. bringing in who it wants, yeah, to accomplish what it wants right to accomplish right like architects or whatever can you go into that a little bit is that where you're going yeah that's what i was trying to talk about (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. go 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 go. um so we have to understand right that we do not live in isolation that other individual strength can be our strengths if we allow that and our strengths can be other people's strength if we allow that But the part about the human collective is something that I've, like I mentioned before, I talked about in a couple of my books already. And I saw some, I saw it, you know, as a very young child, I saw this. Um, that the human collective will birth, will give birth to the skills, energies, and minds that it needs for its ult- ultimate survival and growth. Mm-hmm. Could be geographical growth, could be uh, evolu- not evolutionary because it, I don't actually believe in that you evolve, but in remembrance, in expansion of awareness, gro- expansion of awareness growth and reconnection growth. And for example... If the human collective wants to build cities, then it'll be a whole generation of architects are going to be born. Individuals who their dream is to become an architect. Mm -hmm. Right. I remember in my high school at my uh, um, whatever career thingy, whatever, Mm -hmm. they said, all right, everybody, 
you should become architects. They're going to get paid a lot and they're going to be in huge demand. We need architects, so study architecture. Yeah. I remember that being a big push when I was in high school. Yeah. And then, you know, other generations will be something else. Right? Doctors and doctors, lawyers. I've heard lawyers, that in some areas. Yeah, yeah some generations. Everybody, Everybody in their class is a lawyer. Everybody should be a doctor and a lawyer. Or a lawyer, yeah, a doctor. Um, so, yeah, so the generational thing, um, and it's also locational. Yep, in some locations we really, really need farmers. Yep, yep. And the kids that are born there, they just want to be farmers. Right. Or other people in other locations, they go there to be farmers. Mm. So the human collective knows what it needs and births those people. And in all the skills and things that we need, there's people who are interested in it. But also the human collective knows what it does no longer needs or what it does no longer wants for its growth uh, of awareness and expansion. It's what it's done with. What it's done with, whatever is, whatever it is that it no longer needs. And each individual is the human collective. Each individual is the human collective. And therefore, each individual knows when their role is done. You've often probably heard when people retire, a couple of weeks later they die. Yeah, that's, right? I've seen it too, yeah. yeah. And um, on the Spanish call, Adelina made a good point, and she said um, she's also seen and heard of people, they will go home after having lived in other countries before for their entire life. They go home, and a week or two later, they're dead. Or individuals who move house after having lived somewhere their entire life, and a week or two later, they're dead, right? Mm -hmm. So we've heard of these things, and we know they're real, and why do th does that happen? Because the role that the person came in to do is over. So they're gone. Right? Right. For the human collective. And how do you, one of the keys to a long, healthy life is when to, to sit down for yourself and say, okay, human collective, tap into that expanded awareness that you are the human collective. What role can I play? on this planet that will support the high-frequency human collective intents. Oh, that's a valuable thing to say and ask. Uh -huh. And then figure it out. Draw cards, have dream, lucid dreaming, or have, keep a journal, create a language that your higher self, the human collective, can communicate you uh, with you and you can understand. To give you the answers. To give you the answers, right? Enlist help with your, mm -hmm. uh, enlist help if you need it. And guaranteed, once you make that decision and step into that role, you will live another <laughs> whole lifetime. I've heard that too. I remember I have heard and seen examples of that as well. Mm -hmm. They retired from 40 years of Coast Guard or whatever, and some of them die, die and some of them start an entire new life. Yeah. That's just as interesting and rewarding and honestly... Their whole physical body changes. <laughs> yeah. They're like, who is that? Yeah. It's <laughs> Just like they begin a different, an entire different life. Yeah. They still incorporate what they had in some degree, to some degree, but in a totally different expression, you know. Mm -hmm. I can think of a few people yeah. that I've seen that happen with. What does that tell you, though? It tells you you're not in isolation. You do not succeed on your own. 
Right. Don't succeed or fail on your own, or you don't right. just succeed on your own. Right. So when indivi- when groups come together, you know, and let's say you want to win the lottery as a group. Yeah. It's not about the I, me, and myself, like the Doctor Strange sentence at the at the very end there said. <laughs> you know, oh, you've learned this, if you know, learned that, but you haven't learned the very most important lesson that you came here to learn. Right. The master told him. Yeah. Uh, right when she was dying, and he said, "What is that?" <laughs> And she looked at him and said, it's not about you. <laughs> we both cracked up so much. I know. Because you must say that a hundred times. I tell people <laughs> Maybe all the time. Been doing so for years. <laughs> it's just it's so hard not to hear it. about you. Oh, my right? gosh. And Larry knows because I'm constantly saying, he's always saying, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm the center of the universe. It is about me. Right? <laughs> well, in my case, it is. Of course, yes. Of course, yeah. For most everyone else, it's not. <laughs> right. Um, but that's the point, you see. It's not about you. So when an individual say you want to have a group, high-frequency group, and you want to win the lottery, and immediately people start saying, okay, so we're going to win it. We're going to spread the, share the, 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 the amounts equally. And everybody's going to get a cut and this and this and the other. And what are you going to do? And then what are your firewalls? And my firewalls are this. And I'm going to do this and this and this with it. Okay, so go back to square one. <laughs> go back to the, blind, the, the first intent. We're going to win the lottery. And now say to yourself, it's not about me. Winning the lottery is not about me. Now, what, what changes? Changes. Will you carry the same fireworks? Well. Will you carry the same intents? (laughs) What do you think? I think everything changes. Everything changes when it's not about you. My entire life was not about me. And the the moments, I mean, I remember my mom once told me something about, um, you know, oh, your role is to, uh, I don't know, the, the society and, you know, you need to be the leader of society and blah, 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 right? That's what your mom told you? Yeah. And my dad, too. They were, like, responsible for society and everybody was a kid. Oh. And you had to take care of them. Okay. Right? Yeah, you grew up in a different uh, household than I right. did. Right. Okay. So, anyways. <laughs> um, it was like... It was still, it felt to me like didn't resonate at all because that's, that's the opposite, right? So they're like, it's all about them, mm-hmm. right? You have to serve them. And neither of those were right because you are them. Right. Both of and those. And them are you. Both of the firsts are separative. Yes. Not inclusive. Inclusive. Right. You're not a part of. Right. You're yeah. separate from. And one of the methods that I used, especially when I was asked to go public, was, okay, so, um, if I do XYZ, if you, if I marry that person, is it going to make the, the, the mission of delivering the message of empowerment, is it going to make it easier or is it going to make it harder? Right? Okay, if I buy that car, is it going to make the mission of empowering the masses 
easier or harder? Depends on the car. <laughs> <laughs> so every decision was not about me. Right. There was no me. I had to construct a me in order to deliver the message of empowerment, which was like really bizarre, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't even know how to speak. I agree. In the first person. I totally agree. I remember when I met you, you weren't very good at it. No. I mean, you were good at standing on the stage and talking. Talking about what? A message of empowerment. Mm -hmm. Talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the audience. Yes. Right. Um, so, I remember that... Yeah, so... I had to learn how to do that. But mm -hmm. it's a matter of bridging at the time. It was a bridging. Um, the individual comes in because the entire ascension uh, movement on the planet, the, the human collective's ascension movement, had been hijacked very easily by individuals going into groups of empowerment and ascension and saying, uh, concentrate on yourself. Right. Right. It's your empowerment you have to think about. It's your enlightenment that you have to think about. Mm -hmm. Not the groups. Yours. Yeah. And boom. Everybody's thought, oh yeah. Okay, this is perfect. This I is like perfect. this. I like this, yeah. I like this. But it was never about the individual. Oh, shit. Who mean oops? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so easy. It was very easy. So now we're going, we have this chance, right, on this planet. Mm -hmm. We have the chance to step into... Being the human collective. Not serving the human collective, not being slave to the human collective, not uh, being individually separate from the human collective. We have a chance to be the human collective. Embody the be, the collective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, you know, whenever you do like in a manifestation item, Mm -hmm. anything or buy a car or buy a house or get a new job go deep into yourself and say how does this facilitate the embodiment of the new paradigm for the human collective well i should just put that on repeat for a little while can you repeat it now no you need to say it like 16 times honey yeah because it goes in and it goes it turns like mist Yeah. So I, th I think it, I hear it, I can't say it. So to get through that, sometimes repetition is re required. Yeah. So push, rewind 15 seconds, and then listen to that part again. And rewind 15 seconds, and listen to that part again, until you can <laughs> say it. Word for word, word for word. Word for word, word for word, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. So does this, whatever, facilitate, facilitate the embodiment, the embodiment Of the, of the high, high frequency, frequency paradigm, paradigm. What next? That's it. <laughs> oh, there's not more? No. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, see how hard it is to hold it? It's so yeah. ephemeral. Ephemeral. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's others that are really good at it. Yeah. I can use their strength. It's yes. our strength. Our mm -hmm. strength is their strength. They would probably write it. And make and a probably schedule, make a video. And put it on the water yeah. and have a video. Dance to it. Dance to it. Yeah. You know, carve it into a thingy. Put yeah. it over the door. 
Yes. <laughs> no, good teams. <laughs> good teams. Okay, groups, you know what you need to do. Put that on Talk With Me Now. Yeah. Here's your marching orders. <laughs> <laughs> Write and then, that. On the Inelia Events channel, Put it too. on Talk With Me Now and so that we can all read it. And even yes. though somebody else did it, you do it, too. Then we'll get it flooded on there, and guess what? It will stick. Yeah. That's a healthy group. Mm-hmm. I like it. All righty. That feels like uh, complete to me. It does? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That feels like the the thing to end with for this talk. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Love you, honey. Love you too, darling.